Hello, Fright fans and groovy ghoulies. I'm Mike Check, and this is your Checklist of Horror. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, if this is your second visit, this is our second episode. Thanks for coming back. Um, today, we're going to do uh, something different than the first episode. We're going to do a retrospective on the Alien franchise with the new movie Covenant coming out May 19th. My friend Chris Rex and I are going to discuss all the previous Alien films and just touch slightly on the AVP films. Here he is, Chris Rex. Hello everyone, my name is Chris Rex. I am an avid fan of the Alien franchise. Um, I grew up watching these films probably when I was 10 years old. I started watching, I saw the first Alien film, maybe a little young, but uh, <laughs> who, who cares? Um, did you see it in theaters? I did not 1979? see it. 1979? I did no? not see it in theaters. <laughs> However, my parents did actually buy the um, VHS box set of Alien 1, 2, and 3. Um, and then I saw Alien Resurrection in theaters, and it kind of scarred me because it was a weirder, <laughs> darker film than I was used to. I don't know why the other three were okay, but the fourth one was not okay with me. Like, it kind of hit me somewhere, and I remember crying after the movie. <laughs> that might have been because the fourth one was just not that's good. Tr- that's true, too. So, um, but yeah, no, love the movies, love the franchise, um, everything about it, from the movies, video games. I have one comic, but I've never really gone into that genre or into that area of the I can't there's too many out there the comic book world is there's too much out there yeah. there's too many titles um, I've dabbled into some of them once in a while but um, as good as they are and as nice as the art is they're not the movies right like I, for me aliens like those xenomorphs those need to be on the screen like yeah. moving and hissing and and dripping and right <laughs> <laughs> what movie are we talking about again <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Alien um, definitely had a special place in my heart. I grew up a huge Star Wars fan. Um, for those of you listening that don't know me, uh, sci-fi and horror are like right up at the top of my favorite genre of movies. Um, so growing up being a, the Star Wars fan that I was and loving horror movies when I got introduced to Alien franchise was just mind-blowing to me. I was like, what? I get bloodshed and I get scares <laughs> and it's in space with yeah. aliens? Yes! And um, So that, I, I love the franchise, um, which I'll say generously because as the, the franchise grew, uh, right. not as good. Exactly. Um, well, let's dive right into the first movie. Um, okay. Alien, coming out in 1979, just two years after Star Wars A New Hope. Yes. Uh, think that was planned um i think maybe i don't know probably not um from what i've gathered that um 20th century fox was not big on the uh sci-fi aspect of horror and sci-fi meeting together they i think they thought that it was not going to be as big as it was or as popular as it was let alone as scary as it was. (laughs) Um, 
I think it was just a thing that they were like, eh, <laughs> sure. Well, that's something we can do. Go ahead, Ridley Scott. You, you have fun with that. I don't think they thought it was going to be like, you know, Star Wars or any, you know, I thought, I think they were pretty much just like, okay, you've got an idea. We'll pay for it. Go do your thing. And yeah. Because <laughs> well, um, in that, that late seven, well, within the, what, four or five years after Star Wars came out, right. Every studio was trying to cash in on something right. to to rip off the Star Wars, like Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, which yes. Star Wars was a rip off of Buck Rogers, but that's another conversation <laughs> right. in itself. Um, but like all those shows were coming out on TV, and all these movies were coming out that were yes. similar to it. And then you had Alien, which that stood out over right. anything else right. that was coming that was coming out at that time. Um, which yeah, a lot of people will relate that to a, a rip off of Star Wars, but no, like it's it really is it's its own right. like mythology its own folklore its own story it, yeah. um when you watch it it's like oh no this this isn't star wars at all no. like this <laughs> this is real right right <laughs> i mean in star wars you have these groups dark side light side rebels empire alien you had just these people <laughs> this crew and that was it and that was the only world that we knew yep. when that movie came out was just these people on this ship we didn't know about Earth. We did. They didn't. You know. They didn't talk about that. They just said, "When I get home, you know, blah blah <laughs> blah." You know, and that was all we heard about Earth. But other than that, it was really that was it. Yeah. You know. Um, were you familiar with any of H.R. Geiger's artwork before you saw these movies? I was not. Not um, neither was I. I don't. I don't. I wonder. I mean, okay, it came out in 1979. I was right. four, so <laughs> no, I wasn't aware of anything right. that was going on in that year. Exactly. Um, but uh, I, th- I mean, Geiger was a, a was a well known artist. Is a well known artist. Um, at that time, you know, he was. But I think the Alien franchise is what really absolutely opened up his work to right. a lot a lot of other eyes. Um, which his stuff is. Gorgeous, disturbing. Right. It's very cool. It's very like sexually driven. Um, There is, if you look at a lot of his artwork, there's a lot of, you know, you can see phallic images and, you know. Look at the face hugger alien. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it is. (laughs) Um, But basically, yeah, you look at his stuff and you're just like, when you uh, first see it, you're like, okay, this is dark and gritty and you know it's different this mm-hmm. is his stuff in itself is alien yeah <laughs> um jumping ahead uh, i know the other day at work we were talking about the alien covenant posters yes and like those are going back to like that geiger style Absolutely. which some of the coolest posters yeah. um i think uh in in a long time yeah that um we can talk about that when we get to that movie um but alien uh launched the alien franchise um it's the first of the main series uh it received both critical acclaim and box office success uh a couple of fun things that uh was recognized in the academy award for best visual effects um the saturn awards for best science fiction film best direction for ridley scott uh best supporting actress for cartwright um and a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation, along with numerous other award nominations, um, is remained highly praised in subsequent decades, uh, being considered one of the greatest films of all time, um, which I I agree with. I Absolutely. mean, that's, those are anytime you know you come up with your my top ten films of all time, 
Alien is always right. always within the top five or top three. They followed a perfect guideline of what a horror movie, thriller movie, anything in that genre should do. And that goes starting with the trailer with not showing you anything. Nope. You had no idea what this movie was about. You see Sigourney Weaver running. <laughs> you see crew members screaming. You see a cat. You see <laughs> an egg splitting open. And that's all you got. And then the tagline, in space, no one can hear you scream. The end. And from that, I need to see this movie. (laughs) Um, I think coming out when it did, like you said, with the Star Wars thing, I think people were, audiences were already hooked on space. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, it's another space movie. Let's see. Space movies are cool right now. Yep. Um, So, yeah. But I really think that, you know, you have the same thing with Jaws is, Jaws, you never saw the shark until, like, the very end. And that's what made that movie scary, because you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All the time, like, what is it? What is it? How big is this thing? Exactly. And you see it, and you're like, ah. So, and that's the same thing with Alien, is that Alien, you don't see the monster. You see the chestburster, but then you don't really see it until, like, really the middle of the movie. Like Right, and most times when you see it, it's in that strobing and fog effect, which just... That made it creepy as fuck. Right. Like when you just see the image and it's it's in the flashing and Absolutely. the jewels coming out of it. Like yep. that was some scary stuff. <laughs> I, I loved it. Yep. Um, I love that this movie came out when it did because, like you just said, the the world was on a sci fi buzz yeah. with Star Wars coming out two years earlier. But also the seventies era of horror. Uh, I mean the 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 gritty like pain movies you right. know Texas Chainsaw Massacre Last House on the Left like things like that where you had that that gritty horror style that like really made you scared right. and was believable right. I think uh, Ridley Scott captured that essence of horror in his sci-fi and nobody had realm. really to that point had done an actual horror movie in space nope. to that extent most of your sci-fi horror movies were aliens coming to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was something like, oh, well, they're in space. Yeah. So how do they get away? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you do when <laughs> right. you're stranded in space? So. Um, good point. Uh, I mentioned we were going to start with this, and I forgot about uh, Alien being a horror film or a sci-fi film. Like, there's... I think it's pretty accepted across the market that there's a subgenre of of both horror and sci-fi where they're combined, like Absolutely. a horror sci-fi film. Um, I, I think the definition of a horror sci-fi film is Alien. Yes, like I think that defined the genre. And like you said, the what you had beforehand where they came to Earth, right? You know, you, the Blob, like right. you know, it, it came from outer space, yeah. like all those cheesy. But none of those still. Uh, well, the Blob maybe, but like those really weren't horror movies. Those are more right. like the science fiction, exactly. like the science lab, right? Kind of an aspect of it. Like, um, yeah, no, and th- definitely, Alien defined that genre. And you can look at movies, all movies today, and you can go back to, you can trace it back to Alien, or at least draw some comparison yep. to Alien. Yeah, so. you brought up a good fact. Like, you're in space. You're on this ship. What the fuck do you do? You know, and God forbid something goes wrong with the ship. You can't fly right. home. You're stuck. You and, know, and how do you deal with that? That's 10th grade earth and space science. If 
I learned anything from that class. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Horsheimer, if you're listening. <laughs> um, if I picked up anything from that class, it's that everything in space, other than you know aliens or anything, put all that aside. Everything in space basically wants to kill you, <laughs> naturally. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what makes space already a scary place. Is because there's no air. There's minimal light depending on where you are right uh there's no heat there's nothing that can sustain life outside of your spaceship so once you leave that then what do you do (laughs) (laughs) um all right so now jumping forward uh from 1979 we don't get another alien film until 1986 uh quite a few years later um fox goes back to uh the alien franchise uh with its sequel. Um, now, this came out right after the success of the Terminator movie. So they got James Cameron Absolutely. to direct it. And um, I am one of the, I have nothing but respect for the first Alien movie. It's amazing. It will always be in my tops. But if I'm ever asked to compare, like, Alien and Aliens... Aliens is always going to come out I mean, on top. Absolutely, like, um, it's very funny to me how many people you talk to about the Alien franchise or the Alien movies. Like, oh, have you seen Alien? Oh yeah, the Game Over Man. No, no, that's Aliens. That's right. a sequel. What? No, yeah. that's Alien. It, no. Like so many people think <laughs> like they blend those two movies absolutely. together and think it's yep. one. Which hey, hats off to James Cameron capturing the feel for right. the first movie and and convincing people. And it's like no, actually the second one came out like. Almost ten years later, yeah. different director, and the only thing in common is Sigourney Weaver and the Alien. Exactly because it was not Aliens is not a sci-fi horror film in my sense. Um, it kind of stepped out of sci-fi horror and into sci-fi action. Uh huh. Um, you have the Space Marines. Um, you have these lovable characters that anybody can identify with. Um, yeah. My personal favorites being Hudson and Vasquez. Yeah. Those two are the epitome of your 80s grunts, yep. Marine grunts. Like, you have this badass chick who is just one of the guys. <laughs> and then you have Hudson, who is like this. Loud mouth, <laughs> just bullshitting away, soldier who's gonna say whatever he wants because he doesn't give a shit. No, nope. <laughs> um, and I love it. It's it's just a and great... Michael Bean, like eighties action. Yes, and then he's right, and like... he's your he's your everyday hero. Um, so you know, and then Sigourney Weaver kind of just falls in perfectly with this entire cast. Yeah, um, and just she ends up being one of them, you yep. know, and they accept her, you know, and that's awesome. So Yeah, I like the the cast camaraderie felt as just like they were supposed to be, where you have the outsider stuck on this mission that she really didn't want to go to, but and then is forced to to bond with and Absolutely. survive right. with them. Um yeah, that was uh a super cool thing. Um talking about Alien how it was kind of the product of the sci-fi buzz of the world and the horror movies that were out at the time. Now, uh, um, Aliens, um, in that mid-80s time period, 
you had a lot of those action movies and a lot of like the war themed movies. Right. So what does Fox do? They take their aliens and theme it towards uh, and, and, and theme it towards that action. Right. Um, you know, like I think that's about when like GI Joe comics were taking off for Marvel. Yeah. You know, like kids were into like the war, like. As a child of the 80s, I was running around, you know, right. with my toy AK-47 that my dad <laughs> bought me. Uh, I don't remember what grade it was, but there's a story going with it that he had promised on Friday I could get it. And then on Friday, I got in trouble at school. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so it was like, oh, crap, I'm not going to get my toy AK-47 now. And I remember my dad, that's, good job, dad. He taught a lesson because I still remember it now <laughs> at 41. Um, he still took me to the store to get the gun, yeah. but I couldn't play with it all weekend. Uh. because. And he taught me about keeping your word. He's like, right. I told you we would go on Friday to get it. And so we're going to get it but you ain't playing with it over this weekend. You're still in trouble for, for school. So good job, dad. That's good. Um, so yeah, so it, it uh, the 80s, the the war movies, the action Absolutely. movies, um, tying it in with aliens and, and James Cameron, Which I, is he nailed that perfect. hilarious because this was a rated R film and it was rated R for very specific, obvious reasons. But all that was produced out of this film were toys for kids. <laughs> um, you have the you had all the soldiers who they gave them like mech, you know, like big guns that would attach from backpacks <laughs> and stuff like that. And then you had different types of aliens. You there was a bull one. There was I think a gorilla one. Yeah. Um, but there you know nothing that you saw in the movie. But it was Fox's way of saying, hey. <laughs> we can sell toys, even though maybe these kids have never seen this movie. They're going to love the toys that we put out because they look awesome. <laughs> if, if Kenner can put Luke Skywalker in like five different outfits that weren't in the movie and sell them, we can make different alien <laughs> animals. And, and they did, and yeah. they sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some cool, co- like, you know, like, oh, what if an alien impregnated a bull? What yeah. if it had a cheetah? Yeah. You know, what would that could look like? Um and those are pretty darn cool. Some of the accolades that Aliens got was nominated for seven Academy Awards, including Best Actress nomination for Sigourney Weaver. Uh, it won both sound effects editing and visual effects. Obviously, right. like, uh, very good stuff there. It won eight Saturn Awards, including the Best Science Fiction Film, Best Actress for Sigourney Weaver, and Best Direction and Best Writing for James Cameron. Um, as I said, Aliens is considered one of the best films of its genre. Um, I would even say it is the best film of the genre. Absolutely. Um, and definitely took it to a whole new level. And it's one of the few movies that the sequel was better, if not as good, as the original. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you had the original, which was its own movie in itself. And then you have the sequel, which took it to a totally different area. And then you were like, wow, like, it's not just one, it's a whole bunch of them. Yep. You know? Um, and then that amazing top-notch scene at the very end. Get away from her, you! You know, bitch. you have this awesome <laughs> fight scene. You know, and it's just she's not she's not hiding from it anymore. She's fighting it, and it's not just a regular sized xenomorph. It's the queen. It's the queen. <laughs> um, but I think also what makes that movie awesome is that you have that scene when she walks into the nest and you see the queen and nobody was expecting that. Nope. Because you're watching it as a, if you're seeing it for the first time, you walk in, she walks into the room 
and you're like, okay, there's a lot of eggs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And that's what Cameron is awesome at, is that he definitely revolutionized anything James Cameron does. He tries to do the first of, yep. basically. Um, and that was really the first time that you saw a massive, like, puppet that size. Um, and he executed it perfectly. Absolutely. Like, oh. Um, yeah, uh, that scene, that's a movie and a half, a movie and three quarters into its franchise, and you knew nothing of your villain. Right. Except that all it wanted to do was kill and reproduce. Right. Like, that's that's it. You had, no, where did it come from? What was, yeah. what made it tick? What? So getting to that queen was like, whoa! Yeah. And huge, like, yeah. Um, still a, a practical effect that like has easily stood the test of time. Yeah, and definitely, you know, with that not even being the end of the movie, you know, they blow up the planet <laughs> and or the the area or whatever, and they get back to the ship, and you're like, oh man, happy ending! Like they're, they're all gonna <laughs> hug and but wait, right? And then <laughs> all of a sudden, Bishop, you know, looks down and you have the uh, acid dripping and then all of a sudden boom right through his chest and you're like what (laughs) and then you realize there's still a whole 15 minutes more of this film so i think aliens is definitely top notch in the series absolutely um and it's very easy to see how people confuse them being the same movie like i now aliens I did see in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I did not see Alien in the theater. I can't imagine it different. Like, okay, 1979 to 1986, like, that's a long period of time. Absolutely. But seeing Alien and then, like, almost instantaneously seeing Aliens, like we watch now, like on Blu-rays and whatever, like, you, I would never guess there was that big of a gap right. in between the movies. Like, right. it seems seamless as if they came out within one to two years yep. apart, um, which is interesting. And apparently Fox likes big breaks between their Alien movies because from 1986, we have to wait till 1992 to get the third film in the franchise, uh, bringing back Sigourney Weaver again. Um, this time we get a third director. We get David Fincher. Which is the third director for the movie. For Aliens 3. Alien 3 stands for it took three different directors to get this movie launched. Um, Yeah, they faced uh, large-scale problems during production. Uh, Shooting without a script, uh, various screenwriters uh, and directors attached to it, leaving it. Um, Fincher was finally, as you said, third one brought in to direct. um, And he saved that movie. Oh, absolutely. He saved that movie. I applaud him for <laughs> making that movie at least half decent. Um, but he took a steaming pile of crap and sculpted like the most amazing playset for your action figures. Right, but it's still crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap, but not the worst. No. in the series. <laughs> um, but fun facts about the third one is um, you have, like I said, three different directors. The original idea for the movie was a man-made wooden planet, which I'm still trying. I still am trying to figure out how that works. But anyway, it was supposed to be popularized by monks instead of prisoners, 
the actual original idea was that they go to the aliens' home world and find out that the aliens are like a lot smarter than what we have seen them. Um, <laughs> but then we got Prometheus years later, and you know, but uh, that's another thing. Um, but poor David Fincher was thrown into this already mess where the original idea was scrapped and monks were replaced with prisoners um, and they had no (laughs) sets really to work with um, that were prison based anyway and then poor David Fincher because Fox had basically taken the reins on this and pulled him in said okay well every day after shooting you're to report to us tell us what scenes you shot and then tell us what scenes you're shooting tomorrow. And he had to do that every day until the end of production. And I'm just like, man, like... That pressure. Right. And the studio, you know, it's the studio's fault as to why Alien 3 is the way that it is because you can clearly tell that it's a Frankenstein-style movie (laughs) where it's literally take an arm, take a leg... (laughs) take a body and slap it all together and we'll get something. (laughs) Sounds Um, like a Roger Corman movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you have, you know, you can clearly see David Fincher's work and his style. You know, if you watch any David Fincher film, you can see that he already has a dark, gritty style and that's what you got with Alien 3. Um, But, you know, they screwed up with, hey, we want Ripley in the movie, but those other people that she left with, <laughs> right? We'll kill Hicks, the coolest soldier that everybody got to see in the second movie. We'll kill Bishop, who was already basically cut in half, um, and then we'll kill Newt too because uh, we don't really want that mother-daughter story going anywhere further. Um, so they screwed it up for themselves, and yeah. um, but they didn't screw it up totally, like you said, right? So. Um, well, and put Ron Perlman in it, and I'm a happy camper. Like, nothing says space prisoner <laughs> quite like Ron. Did, uh, in 2003, a revised version of the film, known as the Assembly Cut, was released without Fincher's involvement. Um, it received a warm reception than the first release. Um, kind of similar without the, the previous backlash, like Alien, like now you have like the director's cut. Right. And now it's... Uh, uh, which do you watch? Like right. what you saw originally or the newer cut? Um, have you seen the 2003 no. cut of it? No. I mean, I have the quadrilogy. Yeah. So I have Alien 3, which director's cut, and the f- theatrical version. Yeah. So um, um, I, I d- think that's the same. Okay. I think that's the same. Uh, All right. Warmer to it. So yeah. Um, yeah, much like the the Alien, like I'll watch the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely, at pretty much any time there's a movie. If there's a director's cut of it, like that's what I want to see. Because you like, already know that that's what the director wanted. Yeah, <laughs> he was the one making the movie, and he right. wanted me to see this. The studio said no. I'm gonna see what the director yeah. wanted me to see. So not quite as many years after this one, uh, we go from 1992 to 1997, and we get Alien <laughs> Resurrection. Sigourney Weaver comes back once again, this time starring Winona Ryder as well. This movie took everything that you loved about the other movie, the other movies, and just completely 
threw it out. CGI was stepping in. Um, you have uh, you have all almost every xenomorph in that movie was CGI. I mean, with the exception of the big monstrosity at the end. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know a couple of close-up shots and everything like that. But yeah. pretty much everything else was computer animated which the late 90s like was oh we can do this on computers it's so much cheaper do it do it and every like it seemed everything was going that route and it just but it doesn't look better it it does not look better (laughs) and it's cheaper for a reason right um fourth movie fourth director uh jean-pierre jeanette i'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that but completely um, wrong guy for that film (laughs) (laughs) well now here's uh disturbing like credit to which proof that um, what's written is not always what you get on screen. Are, do you remember who the writer is for Resurrection? No, Joss Whedon. True, that's right. Yeah, because again, if you, I mean, if you've ever seen um, Firefly, he yep. puts a little Waylon Yutani nod in that. I think it's the first episode. Yeah, um, where you're like, oh my. If you've ever caught it, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Firefly <laughs> is in the same universe as uh, Alien? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But, yeah, no. Uh, good point. Very, yeah. very good point. It, it's it's the start. It's like, wait, no. Yeah. I don't want that on his resume. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure so he doesn't awesome. want it on his right. resume either. He's probably like, that's not what I wrote. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. Peter, no. Um, well, that's weird. It didn't win any awards. We can't talk about it. Oh, no kidding. In, huh. in winning. Nope, nothing. Uh, do, <laughs> well, there's a great quote. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, quoting Dessen Thompson of the Washington Post said the film satisfactorily recycles the great surprises that made the first movie so powerful. Satisfactory? Recycled? No. No. <laughs> I like your quote better. It took everything you loved about the Alien franchise and just shat on it. It did. <laughs> um, you really have you have nothing new um, and nothing exciting. They tried to do um, a different type of thing with the Queen giving actual birth to a live xenomorph alien. I forget what they call it, but. And they tried to reveal a new type of alien, which is what they did in the third movie. And by then we were like, we don't care. We've already, we've seen (laughs) different aliens. We're not trying to see new aliens. We just want a a good movie, you know? Um, And by the time the reveal happened, you were already like, wow, this movie is just, they don't really know where they're going with this movie. Like, is it a pirate film? Is it a military film? (laughs) (laughs) Um, is it, it like soft porn, like the scene with Sigourney Weaver yeah. in like the pit of aliens? Yeah. Like just, wait, huh? And it's just <laughs> literally, it's like you have aliens with a space pirate film <laughs> with alien in there. And it was like, okay, we're trying to do alien, but with a dash of aliens because this is a military ship, a, mil- a scientific military ship. But... We want you guys to be excited because we have a ragtag bunch of guys who are also pretty badass. Hearing your description of it not only sounds like a better movie, but it actually reminds me of one of like my 80s favorites. Do you remember the Ice Pirates? 
Yes. Did, that's like to me that you're talking about the ice bars. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is an alien movie. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I watch Resurrection just because it's if it's there, I'll watch it. Um, and it's, if it's all I have, I watch. But I, it's not all I have. So um, I stay away from it. Um, if I'm on a binge, though, then I'll watch it. Um, but no, you definitely have this whole storyline with, okay, we've cloned Sigourney Weaver's character, Ellen Ripley. But guess what? She is fused with the alien. And she has acid blood. And she's super strong because she can take a freaking barbell to the face and just get a bloody nose. Um, and I'm just like watching it. I'm just like, so what is she? <laughs> in her like alien inspired costume that right. she's wearing in it. Exactly. Like... And it's like they tried to make Sigourney Weaver's character, Ellen Ripley, more badass than she already was. But guess what, Fox? She was already, she was already badass. badass. Like you don't get more badass <laughs> right. than Ellen Rip- than Ripley. Like it's, yeah. Um, so Alien Resurrection. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we have uh, from '97. We don't get any more Alien action until 2004 with the first Alien versus Predator movie. Uh. Um, I, much like the first Star Wars prequel, like people, fans, like cultists have been waiting for the crossover franchise of Alien Predator for so long, and they finally get it, no matter what movie they put on screen, not, you're a minority percent of that fan base is going to be happy with it. Because by this time, you know, you've had Dark Horse Comics writing stuff. You've had uh, novels coming out about it. Everyone has their own theory of, no, this is how Alien versus Predator should go. So whatever you put on the screen, it's not going to make everyone happy. Um, I will not say that Aliens vs. Predator is one of my favorite movies um, or the best one. I, it's the better of the two versus movies. Um, but for me, it wasn't bad. Right. Um, I liked where where they tried to go with it. I liked how they um, implanted the alien like lore already on Earth. You know, from right. years and years and years years ago, and how they had the whole temple underground and the predators, and yeah, I liked it as a story. It was okay. I wish it had done, had been done better. Um, I would like to see that story um, in the age of reboots or remakes. You know, like go back to that um, where you have the, uh, a richer history. Um, but the my biggest thing, and this is the sci-fi side of me, is sci-fi should never be on Earth. No, it you it's it doesn't work because then it's not sci-fi anymore. Well, no. I mean, it, it can be sci-fi, but it, yes, it, I it, understand. Yeah, it sci-fi needs to be. Show me an alien world. Show me space. Show me something that is not Earth, um, and it's it's always going to be more successful. Um, Three years later, uh, 2007, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which I don't want to say anything about it. Because that, to me, that was a huge like disappointment and a snore fest for me. But you brought up a good point before we started recording about it. so Right. Which So here's my problem real quick with Alien vs. Predator. Okay. Alien vs. Predator, going back to that. Is, well, you wanted to talk about a movie to uh, yourself. Um, <laughs> the problem that I had with Alien vs. Predator is that they said, okay, we're going to do Alien vs. Predator movie, but guess what, folks? It's PG-13. 
And good point. And I said, no. I said, you cannot put out a PG-13 alien <laughs> movie. If alien is in is involved with it, even Predator, yeah. you can't make a PG-13 alien or Predator movie nope. and say, it's going to be okay. It'll still be good. No, it won't. You've no. already <laughs> said that it's going to be bad because you said it's PG-13, which means that we're not getting half as much what we should be seeing. Um, and then they tried to put out an unrated version, whatever. Okay. Uh, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> But really, that's my biggest problem with that. My other problem is with um, <clears throat> Charles Bishop Wayland being in it. And then you have Bishop's creator in the third movie who was supposed to be, who created the Bishop, Bishop model in his image. But then you have Charles Bishop Wayland who was thousands of years or hundreds of years before anything of Alien 3 took place. It's just a big confusing thing. I probably confused people by just saying <laughs> what I just did. Um, but <clears throat> moving on to Alien uh, versus Predator Requiem, um, this touched on something that I had always wanted to see, um, and that was Aliens on Earth. The problem is, is they did Aliens on Earth in a small town, mm-hmm. and that was boring. Um, but touching on what you had said that I brought up is they did something that was almost unheard of in horror movies um, and that was they killed a child. Yeah. They put a face hugger on a child and then they even showed the child waking up and being like, oh, my chest, it hurts, blah, blah, blah. Dad, where are you? You know, and then all of a sudden he, you know, I don't think they actually show the chest bur- the chest burster bursting out of him, but you know we all know what happens after a face hugger latches onto you. <laughs> um, so no, I think that was definitely like, okay, you knew what you did wrong the first time. Now this one's rated R, and you guys are trying to step up your game. The problem is, I think it was too little, too late. Yeah. Um, and by then everyone was like, eh, we're not really interested anymore. Yep. Um, but it did do one other thing that I've always wanted to see, and it introduced the Pred-Alien. Okay. Which was the Predator and the Alien fused as one. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they didn't <laughs> execute it the way that I would have done it. Um, and Agreed. so that's Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Um, yeah, you're right. They, they tried the second one. It didn't work, so the franchise is went their separate way. Yes. Predator went back to making Predator movies. Um, and we got, uh, 2012, we got Alien, or uh, we got Prometheus. Yes. Um, originally marketed as, no, this isn't, like, connected to the Alien franchise. This is, like, this is our own thing. But it's not a reboot. It's not connected. It's not a, re- it's not a remake. It's, it just is. Um, they later clarified it more as like, well, it's in that same universe. But it's not a direct prequel to Alien. Right. Okay. So like it, it's, <laughs> uh, are there aliens in it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Prometheus to me, I was 
so excited. I was so excited for this movie that I refused to watch any trailers that I saw on TV, <laughs> any trailers that I saw in movie theaters. If if I saw that it was a Prometheus trailer, I walked out of the movie theater <laughs> until it was over, and then I came back in. I was hoping um, you would say, like, you covered your eyes and just, la, 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 no, la, la. Nope, I literally <laughs> just left over. the theater, and I came back in. Um, but I was excited for this because uh-huh. this was the first time that we had – gone back to just Alien and after the disappointments of Alien versus Predator, this was something that I wanted to see so bad. Um, and being promised that, like, a history right. of where, of R- what these aliens were. Right. Um, however, it ended up being a little confusing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say a lot confusing. Yeah. I, I generally would consider myself a smart guy, but... Uh, the first two or three times I saw Prometheus, like, I struggled. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And got I got hella confused yeah. watching it. The more I've watched it, the more I enjoy it. The more, oh, okay. Yes. That, okay, I get it now. Um, but still, de- definitely not the alien movie that I was wanting. Um, and I told you this best i described this best i with, love this description with as seen after seeing the trailers <laughs> for alien covenant um alien or prometheus is like when you know you have a package coming in the mail and prometheus is that package and you're like it's here it's here but it's just the box you haven't opened it yet alien covenant I'm keeping my fingers crossed, <laughs> but from what I've seen, I'm pretty excited. A- Alien Covenant is you opening the package. And there's spring-loaded confetti. Right, exactly. And, and you're acid like, blood. Yes! <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm, you know, I'm thinking. Um, Prometheus definitely was not the film that we were all waiting for. Um, there was no xenomorph in it. It basic. I mean, there was, but not to the extent that we wanted Um, We wanted to see that classic alien. Um, But it had... (laughs) um, It had the engineers, who... The space jockey from the first one. So that was nostalgic. And we were like, yes! Um, But really, the only monsters in that movie were the zombie... Was the zombie (laughs) Fairfield, who came back and was folded over himself. And then ended up turning into uh, this monster that was non-unstoppable. I did find a theory about that, and somebody said that apparently there's theories going on that saying that he was himself turning into a xenomorph. Okay. um, Due to the genetic reconstruction and everything like that. And apparently that was somewhere in the script that got tossed aside um, as to where that he actually turns into more of a xenomorph looking monster um, taller longer limbs with claws and stuff like that Um, and they kind of push that aside um, which I definitely probably would have liked to see because then it would have been like oh okay this is different but it's also awesome (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean you know you get those things and now we have Covenant on the horizon and I'm so excited to see. Yes, yes. Um, and that's uh, May 19th. Yes. Uh, so maybe we'll have to do 
if not a recap of the movie or like a review, like a review, like yeah. we'll have to bring you back and talk about if it was that confetti box opening moment right. or if it was another. Eh, right. It was aliens. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited for the cast that they have. The cast is big. Um, mm-hmm. It's diverse. Um, and it's basically from what I've gathered is a bunch of couples going to a new planet um just looking for another earth uh-huh. or so they think i'm sure there's a company tie-in because Waylon yutani <laughs> is always involved with some way or another um in every film um as to them trying to get the xenomorph for the alien back to earth yep um you can see that even in prometheus and i just noticed that today when she has the thing inside of her mm-hmm. and David, the android, says, well, we'll put you in cryo and we'll take it out of you when we get back to Earth. And I didn't never noticed that before I saw that today. And yeah. I said, holy moly, that's definitely like the company <laughs> stepping in and being like, well, we know what you found. Yep. Bring it back here and we'll uh, militarize it somehow. But makes more sense following other scenes in the movie where because um, Charlize Theron, who, I mean, she's pretty badass, uh, take charge character in this. And she thinks she's running the ship. And when David is out there exploring and she's like, you know, turn on your cameras, like, let me see what you're seeing. And he does until he gets to that room. And then he's like, yep, turns it off. And she's like, you son of a bitch. Like, she's not in control that it's, it's definitely the corporation. Absolutely. Through, through David. Um, now, Wayland uh, has, I think this connection has been made over the years. Um, if I remember right, Ridley Scott never intended it. Um, his connection of the Alien universe to the Blade Runner universe. Yes. Are you familiar yes. with this? Um, originally, like, geeks recognized a control panel that was first seen in Alien, and then... They saw it in Blade Runner and were like, oh, it's the same world, same world. But if you go back um, several years, like anything that was ever said about this, like, no, it's this was a sci-fi movie. We reuse sets, props, right. and pieces all the time. Like it was just a reused piece from this movie to that movie. Yeah. But now they're they're saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, these are a shared universe. Like that's they they're going together. Fine with that. With a new Blade Runner movie coming out, what do you think? Could we see absolutely more more cross references or even a Blade Runner alien? I don't think it'll be as in your face. But then again, it might be, and this might be Ridley Scott's mad scientist scheme in blending these universes together with Blade Runner coming out this year and. Alien Covenant coming out this year. Which um, and Ridley Scott is directing the new Blade Runner, right? I believe so, yes. And he's directing right. Covenant, so, so um and if he's not directing, he's got definitely a hand in it. Uh, Ridley um, Scott, if you're listening, do it. Yeah. Connect these worlds. He is not directing. Dennis Vel Velenu, I'm saying that completely wrong. Um, is directing. However Ridley is attached to it though, right? I'm I wanna sure say I saw his name. I'm sure he's a producer. Okay. Yes. Yes, he is. Executive Silent producer, producer man says yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we might see that happen. We might not. Um, 
with them coming out and agreeing and saying that it's the same universe, yep. I'm sure we're definitely going to see some nods. Absolutely. And I th- in in today's cinematic world of Easter eggs and universes, post credit scenes yes. and and little wink wink nudge nudge moments. I'm very confident we're going to see something, um, possibly even in both movies. Yeah. Uh, like maybe in Covenant, um, but definitely I think I think we'll see something in yeah. in Blade Runner that that gives the nod to to Alien. What are you most excited for for Covenant? Um, honestly, <laughs> the shots in the trailer of seeing the Xenomorphs, like seeing what I remember them looking like mm-hmm. back from Alien and well, Alien. We have some new like, types also. Um, um, I love I love their classic look. I love that they're going more practical. Yeah. With the effects on it, like, oh, yeah. I cannot wait. Um, I'm definitely excited because um, I've already seen nods to the original, um, and not like super heavy in your face nods. Mm-hmm. But like, if you've seen the original and you know the original as well as I do, um, it, there's a prologue movie called The Last Supper. Um, and this was a prologue movie for Alien Covenant, and it shows the entire crew and the ship being together um, <clears throat> in their, um, you know, in their environment, their new environment, I should say, right mm-hmm. before they go into cryo sleep. Um, you get to see um, who's with who. Um, there's uh, a there's Danny McBride, who is clearly a drunk whatever cowboy type guy you have um <laughs> type casting <laughs> right exactly um you have you even see uh james franco in there but james franco is so quick in that scene um and then he's gone um and he kind of goes off and you know he's never seen again in that rest of that movie but you see um you know you have the quiet type in the back and the you know by the book type and you have the other ones who are just kind of there um, but really, um, what I thought was amazing was they have this dinner scene, and one of the girls is eating something, and she starts to choke. And as she's choking, she does it so subtly, and everyone's still laughing and talking, and I started getting this feeling of, like, I got taken back to Alien when <laughs> Kane starts to choke on his food. And she's choking and choking, and then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? And in the background, if you, don't, if you blink, you miss it. But Danny McBride says, the food isn't that bad, which is exactly <laughs> what Parker says right before Kane falls onto the table. And, you know, everyone's still joking, and they're like, oh, she's fine, she's fine. But then they start getting a sense of seriousness to it. Um, and then it ends up that she is just choking on food. But you, if you've ever seen Alien, you know, like, oh, my gosh, really? Already? Like, this is just the beginning. <laughs> this is like a prologue movie. What would the show? <laughs> they can't show anything now. Um, but, yeah, it was that was definitely one of the scenes where I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the alternate scene where the alien comes out of the chest and he has the little, like, top hat. Oh, no, no. And starts saying, uh, hello, my baby. <laughs> no. Cool. Anything else you want to say about the, the Alien franchises before we wrap this up? No. Um, I think they do a good job on their own um, with uh, the Versus movies standing on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tie those in with the um, 
movies, the franchise themselves. Right. Um, one thing I would love to say is Neil Blomkamp was slated to do an Alien 5 movie, but his version was going to put aside Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection and pick up right from Alien 2, um, almost in a sense that those two last movies never happened. Oh. Um, and it was basically almost like an alternate. It was it was slated that it was going to be an alternate timeline kind of thing. Um, so you have Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. That's this timeline. But then you have Neil Blomkamp, which is this timeline. And Neil Blomkamp has done an amazing job with science fiction. Um, he does current movies. And he takes a sense of, like, you know, District 9, uh, Chappie. Um, he has kind of a James Cameron type feel to it because he likes these big mech monsters or robots in his movies which I've seen James Cameron use almost in every single one of his (laughs) movies except for Titanic of course and we tend to like big robots (laughs) right Um, but you can almost I mean you can draw the loader and draw the conclusion or the connection with the big metal soldier things from Avatar Um, yeah those are almost the exact same thing (laughs) Um, But, that being said, Neil Blomkamp was going to do this fifth Alien film. I was so excited because he clearly has shown that he, one, loves, like I said, big robots in his movies. Mm -hmm. He loves science fiction and he loves aliens and sort of thing like that. But one thing that I also noticed from every single one of his movies is that he loves gore. Yes, he does. And I (laughs) was so excited for him to do an Alien film because I was like... He's going to take it, and he's going to make it like... He's going to throw some really fucked up shit at you. Um, And he's not afraid to do it. Nope. Um, So I have heard that that has been put on hold. When was this supposed to happen? After Alien Covenant. They had a deal... Ridley Scott This had, is definitely something that still could happen. It could happen, but I there was a tweet that was posted earlier last or later last year, like December I think, or maybe even earlier this year, where somebody had tweeted and said, "How's that Alien 5 film looking?" Um and Neil Blomkamp had retweeted and said, "Not good." Aww. Um but Ridley Scott gave him the green light. I think James Cameron gave him the green light. Um they said that they were all for his script that he had you know, or his idea that he had presented to them. Um, and they, you know, Ridley Scott and Neil Blomkamp, I guess, had had a conversation. And Ridley Scott said, let me in, let me do my movie first and then we'll do and then you can do your movie. Um, so he was waiting for Covenant to come out. And since then, now we have this not good tweet that Neil Blomkamp <laughs> has put out. And it's probably... It'll be a few years, if ever, if it ever comes out. Um, but it was something that I was really looking forward to. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll continue to look forward to that as well. And, I mean, you never know what's right. going on with And with Hollywood the gap time the of these movies already, with the regular franchise, I'm sure we're never going to not see Alien. Yep. Um, it's a staple in um, science fiction horror, um, and it's always going to be around, whether it's awesome or crap. awesome uh if you the listeners are interested more in um horror sci-fi subgenre films um i would definitely recommend uh another one of my favorites um event horizon 
isn't a good one out there starring Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne. I think it was still up on Netflix to watch uh, fairly recently. Finding uh, actual copies of it has proven harder over the years, but it should still be on Netflix. Um, give that a watch. Uh, let me know if you liked it, if you hated it, what you liked or hated about it. Rexy, you got any suggestions for something um, else horror sci-fi? Sunshine. Uh, not an alien film, but um, definitely a science fiction space survival film. Okay. Um, where everything can go wrong, does go wrong. Um, I just recently watched that for the first time, and I I liked it. I thought it was good. Cool. I haven't um, seen it. It's it's good. I can't really think. I'm drawing a blank for anything else. Um, I didn't prep you that I was gonna. No. Yeah. <laughs> ask you for a, a suggestion. So. I think is is as close to uh that as we as we get i remember when that movie came out and i saw it in theaters and i remember i mean i i don't remember what year it came out i remember when i saw it i don't think my my head was ready for it like i remember going in excited to watch it thinking i was going to see another movie like alien um and i watched it and i was like i don't think i got it and and i didn't you right. know I, I didn't love it right away um I think after it came to home video and I watched it like again that I was like, you know, you know, sometimes you, you go back and watch something that you didn't like and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yes. I, this is awesome. And Event Horizon is one of those for me, like, yeah. uh, like second viewing. I was like, oh, and loved it. And then it had been even more years. Um, and I, it, like I said, it was on Netflix and like watched it again. It's like, fucking hey, man, this is such a great movie. Producer Tidbit here. So do you know who directed Event Horizon? Not off the top of my head, no. Paul W.S. Anderson. Ah. Do you know what else he directed? Also, he did the first uh, Alien Predator movie. Uh The first Alien vs. Predator movie. Irony? (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because Event Horizon (laughs) is all about opening the gateway to hell, and that's pretty much what he did when he created Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Um. Ah. Mind blown. <laughs> thank you, producer Tidbit. <laughs> thank, thank you. That was fantastic. I got so scared. He was like quizzing. I'm like, no, this isn't in my notes. I wrote. Right. I'm on the spot. I don't know what you're going to ask me. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, I Rex, will say yeah? real quick. I'm sorry. I no, just go ahead, say man. real quick. Um, there is one movie that comes to mind. Um, and it does. It's funny enough. It doesn't take place in space, but it takes place under hmm. the sea. Um, and I'm not going to say abyss. Um, Because you can draw, you know, connections with that. Um, I'm actually referring to the movie Sphere. Okay. Which Sphere, in my opinion, is an amazing movie after you understand it. Yes. Um, You have to watch it several times before you can get it. But it definitely is that we have a group of people in this area where the environment outside will kill them if they're (laughs) out there for too long or if they have no protection whatsoever. Um, and it's unknown. You don't see... There is no monster in the movie. Um, the only monster is themselves. But it is one of those movies where it kind of reminded me of Alien. Um, I got that kind of sense without the monster, of course. Um, but it just... I felt like... I feel like those under-the-sea movies are definitely just as good as the ones that take place um, in space. Yep. Because the ocean is still pretty unknown for us. <laughs> good pick, good pick. And yeah, you know, when we talked about uh, sci-fi movies should never be on Earth, 
underwater, like undersea. That's is is the only exception right. I'll give it because <laughs> that that is very space like. Right. Exactly. Um, so good pick. Very good pick. Before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone. Um, this is the end of March now, so you still have time if you are in the Orlando area. We have Retro Spooky Empire coming up next month in April. It'll be April 21st to the 23rd at the Wyndham Orlando Resort. Um, see SpookyEmpire.com for more details. They've announced more guests. Spooky Empire, the, the April one, the retro one, is often my most favorite one. They do it twice a year. They have one in October, which is bigger than the one they do in April. Um, I usually, being here in Orlando, in theme park world, we get very busy in October with Halloween events, so I don't get to go uh, more than the Friday night of the October one. But the April one I love, because um, it's it's perfectly spaced throughout the year to, to get your horror fix um, when there's nothing else horror going on. Uh, some of the guests they've announced recently, there's pretty close to a full cast of Rob Zombie's Halloween, um, which... Uh, we have a future episode coming up probably two episodes from now where we're going to talk about House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and we'll probably do one shortly after that um, maybe after Retro Spooky talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween movies um, hopefully we'll be able to get like uh, some words from the cast at Spooky if we're that lucky um, not going to count on it but hmm. maybe we will maybe we won't um, the next episode uh, since this is March had another shipment of the Horror Pack Blu-rays coming in. There's not a lot of winners in this one, but we're still <laughs> going to talk about them and give them our check rating system. <laughs> Rexy, is there anything coming up that you want to make sure gets mentioned? Um, no, I mean, I I haven't seen it yet, but I'd like to check out the movie Life, which I'm looks like an alien film. I've had people <laughs> say, is that an alien film? And I'm like, it's an alien film, but it's not an alien, alien. film. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, you know, Life is one I want to check out. Um, alien Covenant, obviously. Um, really, you know, that's um, it. The <laughs> it trailer just dropped today. Oh my god, that was and, so good. And uh, hate me if you want. I'm not a Stephen King fan. Um, when it came out in the eighties, like I, I didn't care for it. I mean, Tim Curry, he's awesome, yeah. you know. And anytime you throw a clown in there, good job. I love how how scary clowns can be right. to, to people. Um, didn't care for it. You show me that trailer for the new It today. I am so on board Absolutely. and super excited <laughs> to see this. This is not uh, this is not your original It. <laughs> I, I think this clown was the first time I ever got like a little. Yeah. From a clown. Absolutely. Um, so definitely very excited. Do you know the opening date on that? September 8th. September 8th. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it just came to me out of nowhere. Um, hey, Rex, if anybody wants to get a hold of you and tell you how awesome you are or anything, ask you questions um, about aliens, life, or what it's like to be engaged because you're getting married soon. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is CPRex. 87, that's C-P-R-E-X, like the dinosaur. <laughs> um, 87, yes, the year I was born. Um, or you can uh, email me at crex1987 at gmail.com. You love that year you were born. I do. I was, <laughs> you know, 
I try to stay away from mine. I'm very proud of the year I was born because I was born on the last day of the year, so <laughs> December 31st. So, uh, yeah. New year, new baby. <laughs> if you want to get hold of me, please do. Please, if you're listening out there, if you have any feedback on how the show is going, I would love to hear it. Uh, of course, I'd love to hear more positive than negative, but if you have anything that's just not working for you and you want to you wanna hear it done differently, or if you have an idea for something you want to hear uh, me and or us with future guests talk about please 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 let me know email me at checklistofhorror at gmail.com and that's c-z-e-c-h listofhorror.com at gmail.com um, or tweet me uh, for the show at horror checklist and that's c-z-e-c-h as well you can find uh, past shows as we get them on thegeeksoapbox.rocks uh, backslash checklist guess what c-z-e-c-h um, list. Uh, also check out some of our other shows on the Geek Soapbox, where we have uh, Leva and Lee doing the Geek Soapbox show, and we also have Kelly Z hosting the Blue and Gold Riverdale podcast, which, for the first two episodes, I have been a guest host on, and we've had a great time talking about Riverdale, and if you listen especially to our second episode we just recorded, you might think Riverdale is going to the horror <laughs> the horror show it's not really but we kind of tend to make it seem so um closing thought enjoy your day enjoy your night enjoy your lives and please watch scary movies <laughs>